0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. What is our planet made up of? Water. Life on Earth, each individual is walking water. We need water to replace ourselves because we're 75% water. Earth isn't. We are. Life on earth depends upon the fresh water on the surface of the, of the earth, the aquifers, the water below the earth, which is fresh water. And then it's something I'm going to keep reminding all of you of. One of the greatest influences, the, the biggest influence on your life and your health and your stress is the water vapor called Humidity. Now, what is the greatest invention of all time? The word, the invention of a word. There's a word called humidity that we've left out of our research for many, many years in dealing with understanding the dehydration of each individual life on earth. The dehydration of your life is from the moment you were born and you arrived in that delivery room. You began a process of life to passing, because you're 75% water. You came from water. The life began a dehydration process. The word dehydration, in my research for over 30 years, became very obvious that dehydration was overlooked as being the greatest influence on your life. Your moments and your individualities are all because of your individual dehydration. No two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, and much more. So remember as we talk, discuss on the show, water, how important it is, and the power of it, this blue planet that Gene Cernan discussed when he was setting on the moon, that he looked back at the miracle of this planet – We must all take it serious and get involved. It can be a lot of fun. And I'm going to each week discuss some of the water wars that are going on. Some of the coming water wars are coming throughout the United States and throughout the world. Did you know that in Asia and different countries of the world and the Middle East, a lot of the wars were over water to start with so far back in time? You think they're because... People want to control the politics and money. It's water. A lot of people forget this because we're living in such a a pampered life of so much distraction of what is so important. Is there nothing more important than water? Of course not. But the information doesn't come out to you to help educate you about those water wars that are going on. And there were some things I wanted to read to you today. There's an article on the website called The Coming Water Wars. Re- get to go to that. Coming Water Wars by Doug Horning, Alex Daly, and Casey Research. Water is not scarce, they say. It is made up of the first and third most common elements in the universe, and the two readily react from a highly stable compound that maintains its integrity even at temperature extremes. Hydrologist Dr. Vincent Karaweski wrote this paper. What appears to be one of the most abundant molecules, that's water, in the universe, it dominates the environment of the Earth and and is a main constituent of numerous planets, moons, and comets. On a far greater scale, he mentioned, it possibly contributes to the so-called missing mass. And remember we talked about dark matter that the CERN group is getting a prize for in Switzerland? Dark matter is 75% of our atmosphere and it's invisible also. What is its purpose? Well, I said in my research, I believe it possibly is what is holding back The water vapor, the humidity, so that we have an abundant amount of that humidity around the earth to be able to breathe, be alive, slow down dehydration. In the universe, and and this may be the dark matter that will initiate the birth of, this could initiate birth of stars inside the giant molecule of clouds. Now, May I say to you, we've had on our show a Nobel Prize winner. It took them 25 years to keep proving over and over and over, no end of scientists, there's water in a molecule. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes I find myself beyond uh, what we're having to prove in science today. Back home here on Earth, he wrote, Earth is often referred to as water, the water planet. And it certainly... Looks that way, we all think so too. h2o covers about seventy percent of the surface of the globe. it makes all life as we see it we we're, we're referred to here in this country we haven 't talked to the rest of the planets we haven't found anyone yet that this is called the blue planet. so look it up have fun enjoy and let's get let's get a movement going worldwide that what we can become as inventors about how we can can uh, have the planet Earth be there forever. We don't want to become a dust like Mars. We want to be here forever. Wouldn't it be exciting to know that Earth is whispering, don't take anything with you, leave some of yourself behind? In other words, you're immortal, especially if you protect the water and come up with water inventions that protect the water. Grabbing water from future generations in India is what's happening, and they're having a very serious problem with water in India. There may be a problem coming up because China is talking about building enormous another big dam that may take a water that river that is attributing to India, and they need water desperately. Here in our country, the Mississippi, is it a drought? Did you hear about the oil spill with one of the barges recently? It's because it's getting lower and lower with drought. There's going to be a real problem going on there because the Mississippi River does a lot, it influences a lot of shipments throughout the United States going to ships to go out throughout the world. What do you think about growing a garden without water? Think about it. Think about how you could collect the water and protect the water, is that going to be an invention that maybe we could do and start growing some of our own little gardens and mini gardens indoors? Remember when we've had uh, some of our uh, our um, guests have been people who knew how to grow a garden indoors and they taught us how to do that? Um, collect the rainwater for, to use in, when it's raining outside so that you can use that too for different reasons for your water management. And there's more to do. There's so much to think about that is not negative. It's not negative. But water is the positive of our life. So let's make it positive of how we're going to become inventors. Reach to our youth. Think about it. Water, water, water. W-A-T-E-R is the magnificent invention of all nature. The power of our faith on earth is water. Today we have an exciting guest I'm looking forward to Kim. Her name is Qu- Qu- Kim Addis. And Kim started what's called Thought Management Group and she has a uh, a, cha- a real exciting challenge to reach out to people and get them thinking about what you how you think is who you are I'm believing. I've told many of you about my research. I started my research over 3 decades ago concerned about stress of our lives, because stress is causing us to dehydrate too quickly. And it, when you're having a health challenges, it's, stress can cause you even more of a dehydration, water loss, to help. It's a very difficult to battle health issues if you're under a lot of stress, if you haven't learned how to manage your thought. I think this is going to be a fun one. We're going to listen, first of all, to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I missed. Did you know that the surface of your eyes has a tear film? And the middle layer of that clear tear film that's invisible to you is the aqueous water layer. Did you know that that's 98% water? Did you know that when an eye drop touches it or polluted water vapor touches it, it causes a, a dehydration? So nature's tears. I mist is that product, the only product like it globally, to be able to, with a, just a mist, to be able to supplement during the day for a healthier vision. What is vision impairment? Loss of water. What is dry eye? Loss of natural water. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist, and we'll be back with quick Kim Addis.
1: Ask the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 Hello? and ask our all star team to answer your questions that's 18664725787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com
3: discover the secret of nature's tears i missed an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops when your tear film is dry your eyes feel dry
1: listening to the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water if you have a question or comment please direct your email to sharon kleina hour at yahoo.com that's sharon kleina hour at yahoo.com now back to the program
2: kim are you with us i am oh i there for a minute i didn't hear anything and i was listening to the program itself and and uh how are you today
4: I'm fantastic, and I'm thrilled to be on the show with you, and I've taken a whole bunch of notes just from the first few minutes of our call.
2: Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Well, you're living in a country that we love, and our our, uh, research center, um, and uh, you you have an abundant amount of water.
4: (laughs) We have an abundant amount of water, but I, you know, you, you said something that struck me. You said, a vision uh, impairment is a result of a lack of water, and I had no idea.
2: And all of a sudden, my eyes started to feel dry, and I went, uh-oh. <laughs> what is dry eye? Lack of water. And Kim, we're, we're today have our special guest, Kim Addison, and she's up in Toronto, Canada. And Kim, you're the founder of Frame of Mind Coaching
3: yes, and then right.
2: author of a book, Thought Management. And um, we will be discussing, I don't know if you heard me at the beginning of the dialogue there that when i started my research many many years ago it was stressed that i was researching mm-hmm. and i could see that behavior human behavior is caused by a stress by different degrees of like a barometer yeah. uh, a degrees and everybody is challenged from, from the moment they're born to learn to deal with it with discipline or with management. So you're doing something that I found that your, your dehydration of your body, it, when you're under stress and you're not behaving with a discipline amount of behavior, that you're causing your body to have more dehydration. Now what that means to me, Kim, is it's not always the individual's fault because no two people are dehydrating really the same. Mm-hmm. So thought management is vital to what you're training. And it's like, it's like a Dr. Emoto says, you can put a glass of water with music, different kinds of music, and you can see there's a different rhythm and behavior in the water based on the rhythm around the air we're all living in, because there's a water vapor there that is our influence of our lives, more than you have to drink a lot of water, but more than the water you're drinking, because you couldn't drink enough anyway. Right. But tell us, uh, first of all, before we start getting into your, uh, in, uh, your entrepreneur founding here, how did, why did you get into this?
4: Well... You know, I, um, years ago, I used to own a software company, and we used to build simulation-based assessments, and we were really interested in what is the differentiator between top performers and other people. Mm-hmm. And we studied it. We looked at all kinds of things. We looked at IQ. We looked at personality. We looked at skill sets. We looked at like the gamut of characteristics that a person had, and there was one characteristic that stood out amongst all other characteristics across industries and jobs and that was if someone had a higher degree of emotional resilience, they were more likely to succeed in, in really any field. And so when we look at what is emotional resilience, emotional resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity with greater speed and agility.
2: Oh, is that a fact? That is, that is a fact. Audience, I want the world to hear it. just what you said, because that is the fact that how you think is the way, is success, and uh, it, it 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 goes on in boot camps for our training of our of our heroes. It's in, in our firemen. It's in everything we do. And people have to realize when you get out of bed in the morning and you touch the feet, your feet touch the ground and begin. Your thought management is vital to your everyday success.
4: A hundred percent. So going back to what you said, you know, we we're born, and the minute we were born, there's stress coming at us. And right. Um, Right, and in your case, like you're discussing this, the effect of dehydration. Well, that's really interesting. I bet you, and I haven't done the research to relate, you know, dehydration and uh, and 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 thought management. But I bet you that there's a relationship between the way you think and the level of hydration you have in the body.
2: Oh, it is. It is, Kim.
4: Yeah, it's really interesting.
2: Now, Kim, um, what you're doing is vital. It, uh, it should become a world. I, they should take it into the schools.
4: I agree. I couldn't agree more, in fact.
2: so Because so... the reason why I say it, for some reason, now, our lives on Earth, as human life began and the behavior patterns began, and when I use the word behavior with study, is I began to study so far back the behavior, living with the air we're living in, and each person has a different way to respond to that water vapor and what they need and what the other person maybe doesn't need as much. But you're right about drinking water, 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, but drink one glass at a time. Don't sip it. And the thing about it is, it can be in a 24-hour period, but then we're living with the humidity, the water vapor that's unseen, invisible, but we have to realize no two people are alike. And so what you're teaching is behavior patterns, is that we've got to start taking responsibility for our own behavior. And if we're going to behave that way, we've got to say, uh, have a next breath to ourselves or to the person, whatever we're doing. Oh, my gosh, I didn't mean to have it come quite that way. Well, then all of a sudden, you're telling yourself your brain, and by the way, the brain and the eyes are connected in the womb of the mother at the same moment. What is the reason for that, Kim? Because the water uh, on the brain is, is 75% water, the eyes at the surface are 98% water. That's a molecular electrolytic ability for them to connect because your eyelid, when it is open, is, uh, is living with the water vapor. Your skin is living with the water vapor. So your thinking is there. And uh, now the training... Um, when you got this is a, an unbelievable story you have, so you found that all those people in your company and also sitting in a computer are going through a lot of challenges with that new equipment. To, to sit so, there and, and uh, deal with it all day well, long. It could be almost boring, and yet it could be challenging because your eyes are staring at a screen, your hands are on a keypad, your your body is maybe slumped where it shouldn't be. Are you, uh, are you disciplined with the way you're sitting there all day? So when you begin to study this with the behavior pattern of those people and future executives, you are right on, Kim. You are right on right so
4: the, so so going back to this concept of emotional resilience is the way that a person thinks will mm-hmm. dramatically impact their outcomes. Now, you said something before, you said, you know we want to look at behaviors and we want to encourage people to take responsibility for their behaviors and you 're right, except behaviors follow thought, right? So people right. think first, then they behave, or people don't think first, and then they behave right either way, exactly. Um, But depending on what happens in the processing of their thoughts will determine the behavior that they exhibit. And so a lot of coaching programs focus on the behavior. I'm not so interested in the behavior because the behavior follows thought. And so I'm interested in going to the root and beginning with thought. So let's look at something else. Let's look at something else. Okay, let's look at water consumption just for this purpose or or weight loss, right? Most people know they're supposed to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. How many people do it? Not a lot. And so what prevents them from getting it done? There's something in their thinking. It's not that they can't lift up their arm and drink the water. Something else is happening. They're too busy. Uh, you know, they didn't think about it. It's not in their consciousness. Too much water makes them go to the bathroom. You can give me a million and one excuses. I don't right? like
2: the taste of it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, I don't like it, whatever. We can go through the whole list, but take yeah. the same concept and apply it to weight loss. People know how to lose weight, right? Like consume less, uh, yeah, consume less than you burn or burn more than you consume. It's a very simple formula, but so many people struggle with it. I mean, this an area that I struggle with myself. Why is that? It's not because I don't know what to do. It's not the behavior or the knowledge of the behavior that's missing. It's something in, in your thinking or in my thinking in this case that prevents me from taking the right actions that I know I need to take. So right. that's where I'm really interested. That's where I say, okay, so you're looking for this particular outcome, but your thinking prevents you from taking the actions you know you need to take in order to get it done What's really going on? And so what I'm looking at is what are the beliefs associated with this goal that you, are, you want to achieve, and how do those beliefs interfere with your ability to reach those goals?
2: Do you know, Kim, Do you think it's possible um, that to think this way about an individual who, I, I truly believe your, uh, your uh, analysis is correct, the thought you had for that moment, how far will it go? Do uh, you find it? Because how long have you been doing this? Oh, about eight years. Okay, so as long as you've been doing it now, have you noticed that the person who thinks about it, but then they all of a sudden short come, they, they, they don't think about it too long. If you ever heard of the one, think about it once, don't think about it twice? Okay, well, especially the negative. But when your person thinks about it, are they the type of people... That continue the vision of that thought that are very comfortable in their own skin, and the people who do not continue it are maybe very unsure about themselves and not so comfortable about in their own skin.
4: Well, do you follow it, it, me? It, what I mean? Yes. So when yeah. you say continue to think about it, you mean continue to think about the actions they, they have need the to take in order they to have reach the their They have the confidence.
2: Goal. They have the confidence to be yeah. able to continue the thought. Then there's people who are almost concerned about the thought. And I've often analyzed, well, maybe they di- would think they're going to be disappointed. Maybe my thought isn't correct. Maybe I'm not making the right I thought about this. Uh, maybe I better go out and look at it longer uh, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and, and be unsure about them. So in other words, lack of confidence.
4: Yeah. Let me reframe that, okay? So is okay. lack of confidence a problem? Of course it is. But lack of confidence comes in the form of beliefs. What do you believe to be true about yourself? And how do those beliefs affect your outcomes? How do those beliefs affect your behaviors? I'll give you another example. If let's say I really want to succeed in business, and I think to myself, well, one of the things that I have to do to succeed in business is do cold calls. And that freaks me out because I don't want to bother people. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't want anyone to hang up on me. You know, like sales is kind of uncomfortable and sleazy. And if those are my beliefs, then there's, and I also believe that I must do cold calling, then forget it. It's a non-starter. I can't succeed. It's impossible. So something in that formula has to shift. And and so we're always looking at what are your core beliefs and how do those beliefs
2: your goals, or how do those beliefs
4: erode your goals?
2: And you know, something that is so important with what you just said, your thought also is your influence on your tone of voice, on your expressions, your gestures. So if you pick up a call, pick up the phone, and go to make a call, it's your thought process that's influencing the tone of voice. For them to hear on the other end, are you uh, are going to be a super, super, super forceful salesman? Are you there with something to do to assist them to make a better life and to offer some information or whatever? It's all in the tone.
4: Well, it's, it's, you're 100% right. Your thinking affects everything. Your thinking affects every single experience you have. Every interaction, every encounter, every, every success, every failure, every conversation. It affects
2: everything. Okay, you are right. Now, on what your, your team are doing. Now, you formed a team of you, and how did you begin to form the team to go out and start this new, uh, uh, a mission, I'll call it, because it sounds like you're on a mission to me. Uh, <laughs> well, well <laughs> I am, too. I understand it, because yeah. I'm on a mission all these years. I put millions and millions of dollars behind what I do um, and wh- where I come from with this, with water and uh, the life of Earth and our life and health. I call it the Health Olympics of all life on Earth. Um, you're on a mission also that's life-saving, uh, on the thought process, the thought management and, and all. Your team, how did you begin to form it?
4: So I started coaching myself first, and I started Mm -hmm. experimenting with this whole concept. I thought, look, if I can help people build their emotional resilience, if I can help people become aware of the beliefs they have, the thinking they have, and, and if I can show them the relationship between their thinking and their outcomes, and I can help them make some even minor shifts to their thinking, their outcomes will change dramatically. And so what first started was I coached people, and I started to see very quickly this massive Shift that they were making. And here's how I coach people. I usually begin with a 10 week coaching period. There's a phone call once a week for 10 weeks. And in between every phone call, I ask my clients to journal every single day for the duration of the coaching period. And so, what does the journaling do? It allows me to see their thoughts. And it allows me to dig deeper to get to the root of their beliefs. And so I can create or at least help my clients create major transformation in a relatively short period of time. And so what ended up happening is I coached some people who experienced that major transformation and said, wow, this is something really unique and very special. How do I be a coach? And so now I train people in how to become a coach and Mm -hmm. use this process and technique to coach other people. Mm-hmm. So how many people
2: do you have out there coaching?
4: Well, my team, like we have five people coaching, but we are in the process of certifying coaches in this method so that they're going to go out there and, and use this method to coach others.
2: Oh, wonderful. You know that on this planet, have, you, Kim, you with your background and your coaches now, have got to be just absolutely very concerned about people's emotions, what are the well, choices they're making out there? They need more uh, of these kind of programs to be able to to be able to pick up the phone and 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 ask the questions and and be excited about. We're all human. We're all alive, and sure, we're going to have our moments, and then we're going to have. We're all so different, and some people take things so much different than others. Why yeah. is there? I've always used this as an example. I don't know if you've ever been to the Louvre in Paris and looked at the Mona Lisa. I mean, what is the most famous painting in the world? A Mona Lisa. And then right. you're looking at it. How did this happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and this is the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're going, well, somebody did a good job.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, but, some, but a lot of people thought the Mona Lisa was unbelievably a talented art. And became the most famous painting. That's the way everybody has a different outlook on everything. There's so much to choose from because That's of right. it. So That's people right. have to realize that your thought management is going to be there that way too. But today, with your team, with more all this going on all over the world, uh, and here in the United States, all the the negative things that are happening with with uh, with uh, like we just had a young teenager kidnapped in the United States and they just found her. Yeah, I've been following that story. Yeah, it's always something going on. Uh, If it's not the weather, it's something with our human life that's, you know, and how can we get people to start reaching out for help, to get help, to think about how to learn, how to think about things differently. And it's fun. It's like you and I are doing today.
4: We're doing it too. Exactly. We're doing it. So, So
2: you're right. Like, I
4: mean, the stress levels. You said your team and you must be worried about the emotional states. Well, I'll tell you, people are extremely stressed out out there. And what I'm finding is that they have trouble concentrating because they are so distracted by this volume of inputs coming at them from all kinds of directions. The news, the radio, the Internet, the Facebook, LinkedIn, like you name it. Right? They cannot focus. And so what I do with my clients is I say, listen, the whole journaling process forces them to slow down their thinking. It's literally a form of meditation.
2: Right. Okay. We're going to have to take a moment here with our sponsor. I only do it once in the show because I enjoy our guests so much. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. And that one there I'm after. Because you had an expression, a description in there about, I think it was your description, about the Buddha and the thought. And I'm, I'm all with you on taking time to put some space around you and let's call it be a little lazy and think. But we'll be right back with you, Kim. You're right on. I, I applaud you. We're going to listen to our sponsor and we, with Nature's Tears I Missed, just a mist, to supplement that did you know your eyes are the most influential part of all of your organism, of your, of your body? When that eyelid is open, it, it's exposed to the air you're living with, called water vapor. But did you know it's 98% water? Nature's Tears I Mist with Just a Mist. Well, listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Kim. Mm.
1: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour health Environment and the power of water. If you have a question or comment please direct your email to Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. Now back to the program.
2: Kim you are mentioning uh, how each individual with your uh, thought management needs to learn how to uh, and I'm going to use you had it written on your paperwork focus on what you're trying to achieve and not allow the distractions all day long uh, to try to, get, to stop and think for the moment and take some time. Would you begin to explain to the audience how you teach that?
4: Um, well, one thing I do is I try to bring awareness to what it is that they are focused on. So a lot of people mm-hmm. feel, you know, they, they would say, yes, I really want to succeed. But if we examine what they're really focused on, they're perhaps more focused on not failing rather than succeeding. This is just an example. And when you're focused on not failing, you're really focused on failing. And so that focus True. on failure prevents success from happening.
2: True. Um,
4: and so what, what you know, the first thing we do is we really try to highlight what it is that people actually are focused on, whether it's conscious or unconscious. So that's the first thing we do. The second thing we do is we really try to get at the underlying beliefs that cause someone to focus the way they're focused. So where does that come from, right? Where does the focus on uh, not failing come from? And it could be something their parents told them when they were little. It could be on their environment. It could be because, you know, their siblings were really, really successful and they feel like they don't measure up. It could be a million reasons. But what we want to do is find the, the source of this thinking and challenge those beliefs.
2: Yeah, it's something written here called Focus is Freedom. You know, we have so many freedoms taken away today that um, we have every day all over the world. And, right. uh, but that focus belongs to you. That, that right. mental capability is your mind, your brain your thought. And you can keep that to yourself until you decide you want to share it. So the focus of that freedom gives you the ability to take a moment. And you know, Kim, I have noticed this. uh, By the way, I'm 71 years old. So I have a tendency to look at things a little different because I came from a different era. And I always tell people my age, Kim, because, um, because I came from an era of people who were not really too worried about being lazy. They even worked hard in the fields and in their jobs and their, in their everyday lives in the engineering of a home uh to go play. They didn't yep. get guilty to play. Today, people are feeling like it's going so fast. Got to hurry up. And they, and when they're trying to get something done mentally or and physically, they think it'll they go faster physically, the mental job, the mental side. We'll be able to keep up. That's right. That's right. And and what you're saying today is we gotta. I, I'm looking at it this way. We gotta learn to be a little lazy about our physical side and let our mind catch up, and and don't trick ourselves and take some time to meditate and breathe. The uh, be, do qigong, gong, uh, do something that is out there that came from uh, way back in time in our um, in our planet that there were other c- cultures of the world that learned how to slow down, take, time, take it easy, drink the water, uh, eat the right food, get the right sleep, but take time to enjoy and smell the roses and the fresh air around you and not try to get everything to go so fast. Well, that's
4: the other thing is that what we've noticed is when people do slow down, they actually achieve a whole lot more.
2: Oh, you do with pacing?
4: It's yeah, pacing. we... It's, it's unbelievable because what happens is their efforts uh, really lead to greater results because those efforts are con- concentrated and you know, non-diluted, you could say. And so we definitely urge people to slow it down, to remove things from their plates, to focus on one thing at a time. Definitely that's part of it. And, again, you know, the journaling process allows you to just slow your mind down.
2: You know, uh, I used to be, a, my children were year-round swimmers, and their girls were five years apart, and I became an AEU official. And I used to watch in swimming and stop and think about it. When they're in there swimming, and uh, the girls used to break records, and, 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 and you think about the best swimmers in the whole wide world, and they're swimming across there, and, and they're breaking these records, and it looks like they're hardly breaking the water. But did you ever notice how a swimmer has to pace? They have to pace. Yeah, they have
4: and, to pace. Uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Any good athlete has to pace. There's something about the individual that's pacing things. Life yeah. should every day be a pace And life. Well,
4: yeah, they're pacing so that they can have the energy to last Exactly. And, and strong towards the end, right? Like they are exactly. pacing because pacing is an energy management strategy. Exactly. Right.
2: Exactly. And, and one
4: of the things we don't do well because we don't think clearly about this is we typically don't manage our energy very effectively.
2: Well so we want think everything, about, you know. You know, I've I, often wondered if people were felt like the faster you move, maybe it'll be more positive. They don't realize that be could be the negative of it all, and they want to go so fast. And if it isn't if it isn't positive to them, they just they just scrap it. They don't challenge the obstacle to become better. They just walk away from it. Have you learned a lot? Of, have you learned a lot about that with your um, with the, the thought management that people get so disappointed so quickly?
4: Yes, they get disappointed so quickly. They give up quickly they get disillusioned quickly, they feel they're not equipped, they get overwhelmed quickly. And they don't know how to sort through all of the overwhelm. Yeah. That's right? True. But but think about it, like how many people end up going to bed like completely exhausted and spent? And how many people wake up feeling exactly the same way? They're right. not ready for their the day. They they look you know, they face the day with dread. So many people live that way.
2: And you know I've come to conclusions with my research a little bit here um challenging it uh, and I've had scientists around me for a long time and I have a team of them around the world and we've had no end of this on the show is I've often wondered if people do that unconsciously because have you ever noticed when a person they think negative first and well is it because they're so they'll be disappointed if it's, if it's, cause they, if it, if it's, if they, they don't want to be disappointed because they're already deciding it's going to be negative maybe rather yeah. than being disappointed because it wasn't positive? Well, yes, that definitely
4: happens. But here's what I find. I find like people are often disappointed with their own results.
3: There we so go. they say,
4: I'm going to try harder. I'm going to work harder. And so they spin their wheels harder, faster. And then they right. get worn out and they cannot oh, it's sustain. Exhausting. That level of activity or behavior, it's not sustainable.
2: Now, when you started this out, when you had your moments of discouragement, people probably thought, Kim, you came from this other world. What are you thinking about here? What
4: are you going to do with this? Yeah. Well, I remember uh, I had a conversation. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I remember this very clearly. I had a early on when I started my coaching business, I recruited a close colleague of mine to help me with a business plan. And he came into my office and he, you know, he heard what I had to say and started to understand how I wanted to incorporate journaling into the process. And he said, you know what, I don't think this is going to work. I think, it, you know, you're selling snake oil. And I literally, <laughs> at that moment, got up and walked him to the door. I said, we can't work together. Oh,
2: good. Oh, Kim, you're my kind of person. I said, you know, it's over. That is exactly the way to do it. In fact, I am so proud that you did that because I'm a believer. My, gra- my brother was a graduate, Ron Cowan, was a graduate of Wharton, and re- at school of Wharton in the United States, one number one business school really throughout the world. And Ron, after school, after he graduated, MBA became a human resource expert worldwide. Wrote many books on just what you're doing and thinking and processes. And when you think about the business plan, even if you're going to have a new, a, a new um, and uh, let's call it entrepreneurship, a new inventions of what you're trying to do. And you said you wanted a business plan. That is important. You must have a plan. That's your roadmap.
4: That's and right. that's
2: your roadmap. That doesn't belong to anybody else. Well, so I person just thought he could help me create you it. Right. Yeah. You are yeah. right. Yes.
4: But it, when he questioned my integrity, like just my basic integrity, I said, you know, this isn't going to work. Because i you know, when you know something just deep inside of you. Right. Before the research is on paper.
2: And the other thing I'm going to suggest to you, and here it's going on the radio, but There's something out there, and if you keep up your research, your uh, writing, you've got your business plan. But keep up every day the journals and the writings for your intellectual property values of your values of your company. You came from a technology companies. Um, They they keep intellectual property values to base their what their findings and their research data and what they what they're trying to learn. And uh, be sure to add that to your every every day. Because you're doing something that I think is a huge new development movement throughout the world that could become like a franchise to me. Uh, because I think the world is waiting for uh, the coaching, is waiting for the process to be able to get into more of an excitement on this planet Earth, how to live with this, and, and, and turn it into a more uh, positive excitement every day with the obstacles should be a challenge to solve. It's like the farmer who had all of the planning and everything just went right, but all of a sudden uh, the water didn't come because of a drought or the bugs or, uh, the, right. or the, something went wrong. Everything every day has a challenge. We don't go looking for it; it finds us, as you know. You built a business up, and the business yep. and the process, and now books, and and you got a staff and 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 there's a future there uh to me that can go throughout the world thanks by the way as you and I both know thanks to the invention of the internet thanks yes to the inven- it's unbelievable
4: yes. it's just unbelievable how far we can reach and how exactly. you know how the world has become a smaller place due to the internet
2: exactly uh i know for what i do uh it's just and i just when, when it was created uh when I found out more about it way back in time, I was just shocked at what it offers us. Now, back to uh, how many people do you coach uh, throughout the year?
4: Oh, we coach several hundred every year. Uh-huh. Um, and that list is growing because we are now certifying coaches. So people come to us and be, and learn how to become a frame-of-mind coach and learn mm-hmm. this particular methodology of coaching, which is mm-hmm. very unique and, and, and specialized in the world. You see, I see a lot of coaches. I work with a lot of coaches. And what I've discovered is that a lot of coaches, while they're very uh, perhaps skilled or uh or have a lot of eagerness around coaching, they come to the coaching table without enough data about their clients. Mm-hmm. And so, this whole methodology of coaching with a journal is new to the world, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm doing is I'm bringing it out there and I'm saying, listen, this will completely transform how you coach and the results you can help your clients generate. And so, now there are you know a few hundred people out there using a journal to coach. And mm-hmm. those people know, without a doubt, that the clients who journal get much more results than those who do not. Exactly. It's astounding, actually.
2: So, it is, yes. Yes,
4: yeah, so I am teaching coaches worldwide about this methodology.
2: Good for you. Wow. Um, okay, so your vision then uh, um, is, is to go worldwide. Oh, yes, we, uh, are,
4: we are working. We, we have clients like all over the place, South Africa,
2: England, um, mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. We have clients. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Wonderful. Now, um, w- with the show today, what do you think you'd like the audience to learn more about? Uh, what you, you're the founder,
4: yes. and what, well, what
2: you're visioning here. here
4: here's, here's what I would love for everybody to think about. Um, really, when you look at your life, are you where you want to be? And if not, are you interested in removing any barriers that prevent you from living that optimal life? And if you are, my recommendation is to um, take an assessment that allows us to help you pinpoint what it is that's preventing you from really thriving. So anyone can go to frameofmindcoaching.com and take an assessment. It doesn't cost anything, uh, but that will help us identify those areas that you're really struggling
2: with. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, so they go to that and they can come in from anywhere in the world.
4: Anywhere in the world, they take an assessment and then they can decide whether or not they want to interact with a coach who will review their assessment and offer them uh, an opportunity to try journaling with a coach. All of this is complimentary. It's, you know, so far we haven't sold coaching and unless they're ready Unless they're really ready and willing to spend the next 10 weeks, it's an intense process rolling up their sleeves and journaling every single day with a coach and having a conversation once a week. Only when they're ready do they sign up for coaching. Until then, we let them explore and experiment Mm -hmm. and give it a try.
2: Well, and you're right about the ready. It's like anything in life. If you're not ready or you're not willing to be uh being participating, they're, they're, you're not going to be able to be a help, you're not going to help the thought management.
4: No, and this is, this is a demanding process because exactly. if we agree that yeah. your thinking rules your life,
2: mm-hmm.
4: then you have to be willing to really examine your thinking. And so, <laughs> you know, you have to get vulnerable, you have to get exposed, you have to be willing to dig deep and look at yourself and look at, how your thinking slows
2: you down or and speeds you, have you to up? Be, And it's almost like you're networking. In other words, you've got to be in a frame to network with another person on, on, on what you're pursuing. Now, before we're done, though, I've got to ask you, do you get a lot of people that come in there with uh, different uh, problems with uh, anger management or... Uh well, I, I'll um, tell you I'll tell you who we
4: normally get. We get people who are extremely driven, who are really, really interested in living extraordinary lives okay. who definitely stumble across interpersonal challenges, who get frustrated okay. easily. So they might be extremely creative, extremely bright and mm-hmm. extremely hardworking, but something keeps tripping them up and it's often interpersonally related.
2: And it sounds like I just had a word come through to me. It's almost like you're, you're, you're inviting them to come to the school of thought. Yes. In other words, you're together. You're going to network. Um, you're the you're going of to be thought trun- management. Yeah.
4: Yes. Exactly. Thought management.
2: Right. Yes. Exactly. Now, are you getting a lot of professionals? Or are you a lot of different kind of different people from all backgrounds?
4: We get all kinds of backgrounds, but the people who are mostly ready to roll up their sleeves and get to work are people who are prepared to really, you know, move their lives forward. So they tend to be uh, accomplished somehow. But you know what I'm amazed at? The most accomplished people still have a great deal of self-doubt. And oh, we still do. And have a great people deal of, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of areas that they struggle with.
2: People do. I mean, we're all, we're all individuals. Yep, and I will say that's that dehydration process that we're living with. If we could start looking at it at the root of our lives and not blaming ourselves all by ourselves, um, we—it's like some people are allergic to milk, some people are allergic to peanuts. Now we're finding more about gluten. We're finding about alcohol and 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 drugs and 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 certain things that we're allergic to and and we're weak to or we're vulnerable to, we should say. There's people that need to have... We all need... It. It's like, look what we're doing today, you and I. We're doing that, too.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We're networking.
2: We're sharing. We're, we well, have a school of thought going on.
4: Well, what's interesting to me is, like, you know, I'm listening to you and your passion for water, and I'm thinking about my own life, and I'm thinking, am I drinking enough? Am I mm-hmm. doing enough? You know, I have, um, when, when I sleep, my nose tends to get blocked. Maybe that's a hydration
2: issue. It is a hydration.
4: Um, you know, and so, like, this is all new issue. to me, right. and so, you know, funny, I'm the guest, but I'm the one learning.
2: Well, we both want to learn. We learn on right? the show together. I've had right. the most... Now, before we go, we're almost done. Uh, tell me about those fantastic children, because I say to everybody all over the world, there's no such thing as an imperfect child. They're all perfect. So tell me That's about right. your perfect children.
4: So I have five kids. Um, oh, I'm wow. remarried, so, so two of them are originally mine, and three of them come from my husband. Uh-huh. But we all live together in one, in one house, and uh, it's a very, very dynamic oh. household. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, when you walk in the door... There are a million shoes that greet you. So it's like coming, to, coming home to a shoe museum. We have oh. a constant influx of people, friends. Uh, uh, two of our kids are in a band, and so there's always music playing. Oh, I in like our,
2: that. That's a good it, thought process.
4: <laughs> yeah. There, there's music playing in our not-so-soundproof, soundproof room. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. and
4: you know, there, there's, a, there's a rhythm in our house.
2: Uh, oh, we like eat that. dinner
4: together every night, and we somehow it, it works.
2: Well, we're out of time, and I enjoyed this. And if you ever think that you want to come on and share uh, some more and tell those children to drink water. Uh I will. But, again, back to everything, I want to thank you for coming today. And I sure wish you and your team well and your family, because I think you're on the right track, Kim. Thank is you so it. much this for having me, and it was a, a life, pleasure yes. meeting you. Thank you. You have a nice day, and tell everyone I said hello, especially those perfect children. (laughs) I will. Thank you so much. You have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, did we learn a lot? And I like that word that I kind of invented today called school of thought. That's something that these shows, radio talk shows, all over the world. There's so many. Uh, Each one has its own mission, own own commitment, and and, and, uh, convictions. And, and uh, ideas of personalities that we all have, but the school of thought is what these sh- shows do, and I think today with Kim Addis, we learned that when you're thinking what you're thinking and how you go about it is very important to you personally and how you your health it'll uh, you'll, you'll find you'll be healthier if you learn to have a very good thought process and give your chance a, think, a chance to think about it not too long. And be positive about how to deal with your own obstacles and your own life. Well, we it's another exciting show. Every guest has just been exciting to me worldwide. I want you to embrace your life every precious moment and somebody else's too, like Kim is doing. But also, earth whispers all over this earth. Remember, life is short and that you won't, don't want to take it all with you. You want to leave something of yourself behind. That's what we're going to do forever. Earth will be here forever. I know it. Because of the water. Think about the power of water. I want to thank you for listening today. And I want to thank Polly Featherton for our guest. And um, uh, Bonnie Mark, the Executive Secretary uh, here for the show, for making everything so well organized and everybody at Voice America. I hope you have a nice day and be well.